When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anytime. Anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Trevor Woods here from SB Nation's Amazing Brew after another Michigan win. The fifth consecutive win for the Wolverines, standing at 5 0 on the year. Today marks the first time Michigan had to win and have a game on the road. And, uh, Definitely a place that's raucous and rowdy. Camp Randall in Madison, Wisconsin. A place they haven't won at since the year 2001. But this is definitely going to be one of the better return trips home that Michigan's had there in 20 dang years, guys. So definitely a good day if you're a Wolverine or a Wolverine fan. A lot of positives to take away from offense and defense starting with, uh, let's just talk about the quarterback play to begin because this was a game going in. Michigan knew that Wisconsin had one of the best rush defenses in all of college football, and guess what? That lived up to its billing. I mean, Blake Corum, one of the leading rushers in all of college football, he was held at 46 yards on just 3.1 yards per carry, and Hassan Haskins, 2.5 yards per carry, 47 yards, Corum's longest was seven yards, and Haskins was eight. So definitely Corum's a guy who has had major chunk yardage plays to this point in the year, and that was just not able to happen in this one. But the positive to take away from this is, okay, they shut the running game down. Of course, Michigan made some key third-down conversions running the football, but the game was thrust into the hands and the arm of Cade McNamara, And coming into this game, McNamara threw for just seven yards in the second half against Rutgers, 
and definitely led to putting the defense in a really tough position. Michigan would end up winning last week against Rutgers 20-13, but uh, don't want to be in that situation. You can't go halves where there's so many three and outs and just seven yards passing, so that definitely didn't cut it. McNamara was not happy after last week's game, but despite that uh, lackluster effort in the game against Rutgers, McNamara found his footing in this one, started out with a the third drive of the game for Michigan, a 34-yard touchdown to Cornelius Johnson on a flea flicker, one in which Hassan Haskins pitched the ball back to McNamara in ample and quick time. McNamara had enough time behind the offensive line to operate, and he delivered an absolute strike. Great pass to Johnson on that, and that put Michigan up in the game 7-0. Drew first blood, and it was at a time where Michigan needed something, something to get going in a place they haven't won in a long while. Things bogged down a bit for a while. McNamara wasn't able, and the Michigan offense, they weren't able to net another touchdown before halftime. They got a couple field goals, and it was looking like Michigan was going to march into halftime 13-3, but then Graham Mertz, who... Wisconsin's quarterback was playing quite poorly, but ended up getting it going after it was uh, it was midway through the second quarter, and Wisconsin still had only negative two total yards. But to Mertz's credit, on the last drive of the first half for Wisconsin, he was able to get them seven points in. A minute, and it was really, really impressive how Mertz did it. And then it's 13 to 10 at halftime, and it's looking like, oh, you know, Wisconsin, it's Barry Alvarez Day. The momentum's back on Wisconsin's side. The crowd was really, really rowdy, really fired up going into halftime with that score. But Michigan comes out in the second half, and, you know, they needed to score again. They needed that momentum once more. And Harbaugh, he put in J.J. McCarthy after the game. Jim Harbaugh talked about it more. And his goal, bringing McCarthy in initially at the start of the third quarter, was to give Michigan some running looks to the boundary, to the perimeter, something they weren't able to do in the read option game with McNamara in as quarterback. McCarthy did get one for about nine yards, not a ton of success there, but McCarthy was able to uh, wind up punching it in from a yard out on a quarterback sneak. That put Michigan up 20-10, to 10, and McCarthy was very, very fired up about it. And uh, it showed their willingness and Jim Harbaugh's willingness to throw this five-star freshman, put the ball in his hands, and to this point, he didn't throw the football, but still, they put it in his hands, trusting him not to fumble it, turn the ball over. And Jim Harbaugh was rewarded uh, doing so. And uh, I just thought that was uh, kind of something. I don't want to necessarily call it a bold move in, uh, by Harbaugh, but it was still something I like to see. It showed that they do have confidence in McCarthy and now the dust is settled, and it looks even better. McCarthy now has some experience in some crucial spots, some key spots where it still allowed the crowds into it and on the road. So that can only bode well for J.J. McCarthy in the future. Now, the game 
flowed in a different manner after halftime, not just because of Michigan scoring on offense, but because of a hit Dax Hill made on a sack. Uh, Graham Mertz absolutely leveled Graham Mertz, and that knocked him out of the game. It was ruled a chest injury, and the backup, Chase Wolf, he had to come in, and he did not fare all that well, and Michigan was out for blood all day. The pass rush was pretty darn good, six sacks on the day, and hitting guys hard, hitting guys hard. Uh, David Ojabo really stepped up two and a half sacks, and it wasn't just Ojabo hitting hard. It was Dax Hill. It was Josh Ross. There were multiple guys stepping up and absolutely laying the wood down and stopping these guys and not allowing them to get a bunch of tackles uh, yards after the uh, contact. They are definitely wrapping up well today. Uh, picked Daxil had an interception as well, and uh, I was quite impressed by the communication on defense. I was impressed by defensive coordinator Mike McDonald's ability and wherewithal to run more zone coverages and just different looks to where the offense really didn't know what the Michigan defense was running. And you couldn't have said that a year ago when Don Brown was Michigan's defensive coordinator. The Michigan defense now under McDonald's tutelage is definitely confusing the opposing offenses. So credit to Mike McDonald and the Michigan defense for knocking uh, you know, in a fundamentally sound way, mind you, they're not playing dirty football, but they're hitting really hard. And you know, you knock the starting quarterback out of the game, and they also knocked Jake Ferguson, uh, Wisconsin's tight end, out of the game. If you can hurt the key players on the other team, I mean, wow, you're you're really going to have a chance to win a lot of games. So I'm just seeing a lot more ferociousness shifting back to the offensive side of things. J.J. McCarthy, let's talk about him a little bit more in the second half, the half in which he came in the game. He only had one passing attempt on the day, but it found the end zone. He found Dalen Baldwin once again, who he hooked up with earlier this season for a long score. So a little bit of chemistry brewing between those two men. And um, McCarthy once again shows that he has potentially this next level type stuff, the type of stuff you don't see all that often from a quarterback, the way he's just able to flick the wrist with such strength and accuracy. You don't see that a whole lot. And he delivered it right on the money to Baldwin in stride. It was uh, it was quite a special and uh, impressive play. And McCarthy's now made a couple of them this season early on and it bodes well for the confidence that Jim Harbaugh is going to have in McCarthy in the future Uh, as a matter of fact after the game Harbaugh said that uh, they try to get him in there as much as we can quote unquote try to get him in there as much as we can and the fact Harbaugh trusted McCarthy and like I previously noted some key moments uh, I think we're going to see McCarthy more going forward, regardless of how Cade McNamara does. Because McCarthy, you bring him into the game, he has that added element of 
rushing prowess that McNamara simply does not. McNamara is functionally mobile, and uh, he can get some things done escaping the pocket, but it's more along the lines of uh, by the seat of his pants. McNamara is not really going to be a major threat in the read option game, game and uh, him tucking it and running it is not really a threat to an opposing defense play after play, week after week. Of course, McNamara could surprise and have a couple big running gains this season ahead of him, but McCarthy, he just the way he runs to the edge, he runs more like a deer, and he gets there really, really fast. So I think we'll continue to see McCarthy used in that capacity, and he'll continue to throw the football. And that's what Harbaugh said after the game. He goes, he's really good at throwing the football too. So obviously there's a little bit on film now of McCarthy in uh, these read option looks, but expect to see some more throws in the future to keep defenses honest and guessing. That's my guess anyway. And now it comes at a time in the season where Michigan plays Nebraska. It's at Nebraska, but in all seriousness, this is a game Michigan should win. It's a game where McCarthy should have some more opportunities to showcase his stuff, running and throwing the football, and that sets perfectly up heading into a bye week. Then you get Northwestern. So I think the next few weeks are key for not only McCarthy, but some of Michigan's younger players who have shown ability to this point but are still a little raw. Uh, Harbaugh, after the game, he said about players such as A.J. Henning and Roman Wilson. Wilson had six receptions today, led the receivers 81 yards. He had one heck of a play where it was a contested catch. He had to uh, jump uh, and get it. He got it. He got a jump ball, and it, it was a really impressive one. I encourage everybody to look up the highlights and we have those on the site, amazingbrew.com. But Harbaugh said about Wilson handing in the other playmakers that Michigan has, he said that it's almost like in some of those X-Men movies where the little kid or the teenage X-Men finds their power. Now they have it and they're using it. That's really exciting to watch as a coach. And uh, kind of tongue-in-cheek, but kind of true, too. Uh, Wilson Henning... I'm going to throw Blake Corum in there. The way Michigan has recruited in recent years and the speed and space Josh Yettis era as offensive coordinator, they've recruited some real shifty, real fast guys who can really razzle and dazzle in the open field. And, uh, yeah, okay, it's one thing if you have the speed, right, that raw natural gift which some are born or achieve which is speed but then okay can you catch a football in contested traffic can you can you get the hot to the high point and catch that football and they're doing that and then just patience patience is another big thing it's just don't run into a brick wall if you don't have to how about you stop and run around it so we're definitely seeing more patience out of guys like Henning Wilson and Corum and uh, they're fiery guys all on their own right and they're young as Harbaugh said and uh, I definitely like where this offense is headed. We've already known through the first four weeks in the season that Michigan's rushing attack with Blake Corm and Hassan Haskins pretty darn good. 
only the Air Force, Army, and Navy ran the ball more through the first four weeks. Okay, so that says something. It says something to their production and how the offensive line is able to run block. But uh, now we're seeing some more out of the passing game, and uh, that's a positive thing to see. I think Michigan's quarterback situation overall is pretty good when you have a guy like McNamara who hasn't turned the ball over through five weeks, who has made some pretty good throws down the field, and he didn't miss some today too, and uh, those will have to be taken care of and cleaned up. You can't be missing guys on slants that are easy first downs. But McNamara, more often than not, has been doing a, a pretty decent job. He just can't be having any more halves like he did a week ago where you throw for seven yards. But definitely a step in the right direction for McNamara today. I feel that Michigan fans heading into this game were pessimistic and thought it was going to be some 14-10 to 10 game, and uh, it simply was not. So I, I do think mi- most Michigan fans should be happy in comparison to what they were saying heading into this one. It was a pretty convincing win. Yes, it was close at halftime, but the second half was not close at all. And part of it, to me, boils down to attitude. It boils down to Jim Harbaugh and his willingness to adjust this offseason and revamp his coaching staff. This new energy is evident, and it starts with the coaches and how... They get the best out of their personnel, and and you're seeing that. And, of course, there's a lot of things they can improve on. They're not a finished product yet, but you got to like their chances better uh, when they play Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State, right? you got to be pretty happy at 5-0. can't be mad at 5-0 when you're inching close to the number 10 team in the country. Michigan's going to be rated there soon enough. So all is well, and as I said about the attitude, a big example of that came in the beginning of the fourth quarter, between the third and fourth quarter break, Wisconsin, Camp Randall, they always play the song, Jump Around, and uh, Michigan, instead of looking up into the crowd and going, whoa, we're on the road, how hostile, raucous this crowd is, Michigan, they started jumping around too and looked like it was a bucket list item that was checked off their itinerary. They did what they wanted to do. And after the game, Safety Dax Hill, he spoke about that and said that uh, uh, he wanted to steal their juice and they stole their juice, and and uh, Hill's exactly right, and that just boils down to attitude. Don't get enamored with the threat. Attack it. And that's what Michigan did. It was, uh, it was definitely one of the fun moments to me in college football history. Even I'll go so far as to say I've been watching the jump rounds for a long time now, and they're always fun. But I haven't seen one precisely like that where – the opposing team is just absolutely loving it and rocking right there with it. And then only two plays later, guys, two plays later, they turn that into energy and momentum when David Ojabo got a strip sack and Michigan recovered. I mean, you cannot write that up any more perfect than that. So uh, proof was in the pudding there. Michigan jumped around and then they got the turnover they needed. It ended up netting three points but it was definitely a momentum shift a momentum lift 
and something that was pretty darn cool uh, on Barry Alvarez Day. So if anybody's unhappy today, it's on that side of the folks in Wisconsin. And uh, poor Barry Alvarez, the day he gets honored, they jump around on him. But the bottom line is Michigan, all their goals are intact. All their dreams are intact. I think this is a good coaching staff. I think there's some good players and more players to emerge and produce in the days ahead, including perhaps maybe even J.J. McCarthy. But if you're a Michigan fan, you got to be kind of excited now, folks, going into this big stretch of fall before Christmas. The leaves are falling. Halloween's right around the corner, and Michigan's undefeated. So things aren't so bad. And when you consider last year, fans weren't even in the stands. Michigan went 2-4, and 2-4. Four, two and four. Now they are just wiping memories of that away each and every week. And that's a good thing for all of us. So this is Trevor Woods once more from SB Nation's Mason Brew. And you can follow us on Twitter at Mason Brew. You can follow me on Twitter at Woods Football. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and pretty much wherever else you like to listen to podcasts. And looking forward to hearing from all you Michigan fans about my take on the game and my takeaways. So always feel free to leave a review and always feel free to leave a comment. I read every one. I see every one. And each one is appreciated. So we'll be talking again next week after the game when Michigan heads to Lincoln, Nebraska. And we'll see if Scott Frost is able to out-hit Michigan once again and lose big once again. So take care until then, everybody.